Hodakapi has all the fame and celebrity status that comes with being the co-host of the Today Show. Since so much of Hoda's current life plays out online and on TV, I figured when I got the chance to speak with her that we should do what many people in New Orleans do. Talk about the good old days in the city. After all, there's already plenty of material out there on Hoda Kapi's long run with NBC and the Today Show. So in this episode of the Tan Report, we're not going to necessarily focus on Hoda's network news life, but rather her New Orleans life that came before it. It's one that she says she's never forgotten, and one that keeps her coming back to the city. Recently, she persuaded the Today Show to hit the road and take a trip to New Orleans this weekend. I'm curious, like, how does that work? I mean, there's such a connection for you to New Orleans. Do you say to NBC, hey, I think we should take the road back to New Orleans, or is it something that they approach you with? Give us a little BTS on that. Oh, I wanted to do Jazz Fest forever. I mean, we've taken our show to New Orleans because it's my second home. This one in particular, I've wanted to bring the show to New Orleans for a long time for Jazz Fest. And, you know, it's always, well, it's on a weekend and our show's during the week and blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is, is the flavor and the love that I have for that city doesn't, doesn't fade. Real love doesn't. Like still when I'm, when I see the city and I'm getting ready to land or you go over Lake Pontchartrain as you're coming in. I get like, a, I get like a, my heart skips a beat because it's like, oh my God, when I get off in the airport, I'm already happy. Hey baby. And it's that kind of a, um, of like the warm fuzzies. So yes, I wanted to bring the Today Show to New Orleans. I've done it in the past. I'll do it in the future. But this is special because Jazz Fest is my favorite, you know, event in New Orleans. And there, and you know how competitive favorite events are. There's so many, <laughs> but this one to me is the crown jewel. So I'm just really happy to bring Jenna, to bring our crew, to bring our executive producer, to bring NBC. Uh, you know, it, people aren't going to want to leave. I'm a little nervous. We, we, you know, that it may end up that way. So why why Jazz Fest? And no, and and I'm with you on this. And no disrespect to any of the great events that we have here, but yeah, what is it so about Jazz Fest ones. that made it your favorite? I think I just loved the freedom of doing what you want when you want, like. If there's a beautiful song playing at some small tent, you can th- throw down right there with a cold drink and you're and have a have a bite and watch, and then you can wander and hear music you've never heard before. Uh, my body is stirred by music. Like I feel like there's a direct line straight to my heart with a note. Like I can feel it inside, and there's something about being in that atmosphere. It's like where grown-ups from around the world get to be free. It's where they get their sanity back because they can rip off their corsets that they're wearing in Idaho, Wyoming, Iowa, wherever, buttoned up to the top, having to be just so, and finally you get to be you. And I feel like Jazz Fest gives you that. You can be barefoot, you can dance, you can dance with someone you don't know, you can have a cold drink, you can laugh. It's, you know what it reminds me of? I feel like because Jazz Fest works, and that's people from not only all over the country, but all over the world, if all these people can come and be in one spot at one time, and there's this harmony, the world can work. Yeah. It can work. You have different languages, you have different backgrounds, you have different races, you have different religions, everybody's different. But here we are, and you're like, it works. You know that this is the magic sauce, that it works. And what a great backdrop for just music being like that unifying quality for everybody to come mm-hmm. together. There's so much. And I, I always say this, 
the gospel tent to me is like the mm. best kept secret I've, at Jazz Fest. I have, ch- I have chills right now. You say gospel tent, and I'm not kidding. When I hear Oh Happy Day or whatever song comes echoing through there, you're just drawn in. It is like a magnet. It's the choirs. It's mm-hmm. the love. It's the hugs. It's the it's the everybody. It's like there's something about that component that takes you next level. And that tent is one of my favorites. Karen and I, it's usually one of our first or second stops when we go to Jazz Fest. By the way, Karen's going to be with me all the way. Of I'm course. Like, she's like, she's like, wait, are, am I going everywhere? I go, you're going everywhere. Everywhere we go, you go. Like, that's the plan. That always seems to be the plan when it comes to Karen Swenson, Hoda's best friend. The two met a short time after Hoda arrived in New Orleans in the early 90s. She told me about touching down at the old New Orleans airport. She was in town to interview with what was then the highest rated TV station in New Orleans, WWL-TV, which most locals just called Channel 4. At that point in her journalism career, she had a TV reporting resume that included jobs in Mississippi, Illinois, and Florida. Hoda says she knew from the jump that New Orleans was going to be different. My very, very, very first impression was uh, upon landing at the airport in New Orleans. And I got off the plane for the job interview and there was a jazz band playing. And I still remember walking off that plane and just standing there and looking around going, is this how they do here? Like, (laughs) this is amazing. I mean, to watch people dancing in an airport that's usually filled with a bunch of grumps. And I thought to myself, like, I already love this. And Gail Didry, Gail Cauley, who worked at WWL, I still remember her. She came running toward me. I saw this woman come running at me with this really long kind of crystal Gail hair. And she's like, Hoda? I go, is your name Hoda? She said, I go, yeah. She goes, I'm Gail. She, like, wrapped me in her arms. And I thought to myself, if this is what New Orleans is, I'm already in love. Like, this is this city is so for me. And I just, that was it. Like, I was sold before I even met the news director. I was sold before I walked on Bourbon Street. I was sold. I was sold at New Orleans International Airport. That's where I was sold. (laughs) The old MSY, right? The old MSY, yes. That was also during the time of what we could call the old Channel 4, when broadcast TV news in general was still dominant, but especially in a news market like New Orleans, which never seems to have a shortage of headline-making material and stories. But Hoda says the serious nature of news gathering didn't stop her boss from infusing a bit of New Orleans on certain occasions. I remember I walked in the newsroom before I started working there, and uh, WWL had broken some big story and beaten everybody to it and all this stuff, and everyone was watching the monitors and clapping when our reporter, like, I don't know, Ace did something incredible. And I still remember Joe, the news director, went right for the fridge and started handing out beers. And everyone passed around a, a beer, op- a, a, a pop opener. And everyone was cheersing and laughing and clapping. And I looked around and I thought, oh, my gosh, these people love what they do. It's done with heart and soul. But they're like they're very tenacious, hard workers. And I remember thinking, first of all, I cannot believe you can drink in a newsroom. That like shocked me. <laughs> that was a shocker. But I realized that. New Orleans, when they celebrate, you celebrate hard. When you love, you love hard. When you hurt, you hurt. It's hard. It's painful. But all, but all of the things are laid bare. And when I, when I set foot in the newsroom and I remembered I was working on a line, I was sitting at my desk and I couldn't come up with anything. And I had like five words and 
Joe, the news director, walked up and he said, how long did it take you to come up with those words right there? And I said, I don't know, 10 minutes. And he goes, worth every second. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, like you just want to keep writing and writing and writing. So I fell in love with the characters of New Orleans, the characters in my newsroom, the people who you met on stories. One of the characters in the newsroom would turn out to be a lifelong friend, Karen Swenson, who herself would later become a fixture in the landscape of New Orleans news. But back then, Karen wasn't the anchor of the evening news at Channel 4, and Hoda was just getting her start there. Karen and Hoda, Hoda and Karen, the names stuck together pretty quickly. That never changed, even when life around them did. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your ongoing relationship with Karen. I mean, you guys have seen the ups and downs in life. You guys yeah. are now both mothers. You weren't mothers when you first met, but you're raising mm-hmm. daughters now. Life has changed. What, how has that relationship evolved for you two? It's funny because um, when you have a best friend, like distance and distance and time feels like it's erased. Like I knew Karen when she was a kid and I was pretty much still a kid. And um, we met in New Orleans and we knew right away that we were connected. I knew from the minute I met Karen, and I don't know what it is. I mean, you know where she's effervescent. She's probably one of the kindest people I've ever met, but she's also got one of the one of the best like kind of just that wit that you don't see coming. Like she's one of those people who seems pure and then all of a sudden you go, what did you say? <laughs> um, she's got all those things. But I think when your friendship can stand the test of time, I left New Orleans many, many years ago. Karen comes to see me or I see her um, really often. I mean, I've we've been with each other through the birth of our children, um, through my adoption of my girls, through um, John's passing, her husband's passing, through Catherine going to college, through changes in Karen's professional life, to changes in my life, to, you know, my little girl as an illness we're dealing with that we're, you know, marching through. And yet there she is, always. And New Orleans is, is like, our connecting spot like we can be anywhere together and have a great time but when we're in new orleans it's like there's nothing like it nothing you know being at channel four there, there were so many celebrities before you got there and and i'm curious like how did you try to fit in into that kind of i don't want to say pecking order but that environment because news personalities at that time were so large i mean frank davis was the celebrity mm-hmm. angela mm-hmm. garland those guys and you kind of had to create your own sphere in that. Like, how did you manage that? I didn't really think of it in that way, nor did I see it that way. I came in and um, Angela, I mean, look, I knew a couple of things when I arrived there. If Angela Hill was walking down the street next to Bill Clinton, they'd be yelling, hey, Angela, who's that with Angela <laughs> Hill? Like, that's what they would say because Angela Hill was the queen of the city. And I think what made her amazing to me was that she was also the kindest person. And I remember thinking to myself, I understand that kindness wins. Like this is the nicest person in the world. And I saw how she reacted to everybody who came up to her and how she was amazing. And Frank was his own, no one was trying to be anybody. Everyone was just being themselves. Frank was Frank Davis was I mean beyond I mean he was beyond 
the times he took me fishing, the times he took all of us, he was like, come on, baby, you can do it. Come on, sit over here. Sit down. No, not like that. Oh, hold up. She don't know. Anyway, back to you. Like that was, he was all, he was his own person. And so I think the thing that I learned there was be you and that's enough. And, you know, I feel like in life, whether it's at WWL or anywhere, there's enough for everybody. You know what I mean? There's plenty around. There's enough. There's a portion in life for everybody. So you just do you and come what may. You know, if it doesn't work in one place for you, then maybe that's not your place. Luckily for me, New Orleans was my place. You know, I could never have duplicated my experience anywhere else. There's nowhere else. That, that I would have clicked in a city like that. No question to me. Hoda may have found her place in New Orleans, but a love for the city or a nice personality doesn't guarantee the city reciprocating that love, especially when you're in the highly scrutinized and subjective world of TV news. Hoda, Karen, and the rest of the station had to produce an engaging news product for a local audience that can often be a quick and tough judge of talent. The city knows when you're telling the truth. They know when you're being authentic. They know when you're real. And that's all, that's what New Orleans is. It's like the realest place on earth, I mean. And to earn respect from the realest place, Hoda would have to put in the work, one story at a time. Like she did in December of 1993, when a massive fire broke out at the New Orleans fairgrounds. The grandstand is completely engulfed in flames, and firefighters are trying to save the clubhouse. Hoda is on the scene, and let's go to her now. Hoda? John, this fire has been burning for a couple of hours since 8 o'clock. The good news is there was actually no racing going on, but the fire has just been burning through building after building after building for the past couple of hours. A lot of old wood here. The good news also, we understand nobody was hurt, and the animals are on the other side, so so they're not in any jeopardy either. Uh, Bill Capo's been out here since, since, I guess, the beginning of this, talking to firefighters. What are they telling you? Hoda, a piece of New Orleans history is burning tonight. Firemen say this is a nightmare. During a period some may consider the glory days of New Orleans TV news, Hoda Kapi became a household name, eventually anchoring the Night Watch editions for the station. People of a certain age in New Orleans will remember just by hearing the intro. WWL TV, Channel 4, New Orleans. John Snell. Hoda Kotby. Jim Henderson. Meteorologist Dave Barnes. This is Louisiana's news leader, Channel 4's Eyewitness News Nightwatch. That unmistakable blend of 80s and 90s news music also played in promotional ads for Hoda. There's a new source of energy in Louisiana. And she's lighting up the night in New Orleans. Hoda Kotby, weeknights on Nightwatch. On Channel 4's Eyewitness News, Louisiana's news leader. Now, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that if certain names or personalities are being promoted like that, then their stock has risen to a point where both news management and the audience agree. This person has something. Whatever that something was for Hoda, she may not have been aware of it herself back then, even while people were shouting her out on the street, which they still do today. You for all intents and purposes, are celebrity worldwide. But here you are very much acclaimed celebrity. Everybody here wants to claim you. Like, how does that relationship work with the city and the people here for you now? I've never, ever, and will never, ever love a city 
or receive the love from a city like I have with New Orleans. It's it's the most special relationship. If you would have told me that there's you can fall that deeply in love with 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 the city and its and all the people who live there, I would have thought it couldn't have been true. But I have a special feeling inside, and I feel like I never left. I mean, that's really the truth of it. When I come back, it's almost some, hey, baby, where you been? Like I've been gone for, you know, a year or something. It's been 20 years plus. But yet when I come back and come home, it feels just like that. It feel, you know, they, they, it's, it's like the place where you're always embraced and loved. Whether it's, you know, anybody on the street, come here, baby, give me a hug, come give me one. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like running into these arms. And I think to myself, New Orleans gave me everything. It gave me confidence in myself to know that if people could love me, then maybe I'm maybe I'm worthy of that love. Like I'm so, like you makes you gives you confidence that you didn't have going in. You know, it gave me all the things I, I all the tools and things I need in life. But more than that, it gives me a place to call home. I mean, when you ask me where my home is, it's not where I was born. It's not where I spent, you know, my high school years. It's New Orleans. Hoda left that home of New Orleans in 1998 for NBC News, and the rest is network news history. But New Orleans follows her, and there are frequent reminders at the plaza outside of the Today Show studios where Hoda and the other hosts are around fans. Like, every time I see someone on the plaza, girl, when are you coming home? That's what it feels like, and it's real, you know? LSU, they're pointing at their hats every time I hear, who the heck? Like, they're yelling it on the plaza. I'm like, man, this is like, this is the best. This is the best. So even when I'm not in New Orleans, New Orleans has a way of finding me. And Hoda often finds a way to New Orleans. And when she does, it's usually a production. Today with Hoda and Jenna, the show that's coming to New Orleans next week, even held a contest in which the winner got an expense-paid trip to New Orleans, to attend the first weekend of Jazz Fest and to spend time with the show hosts. New Orleans and Company, the marketing wing of the tourism and hospitality industry in New Orleans, is sponsoring the trip. Clearly, the exposure that Hoda and the Today Show brand brings to one of the marquee events in New Orleans is seen as an opportunity. This is from New Orleans and Company's Instagram account, announcing the Today Show's visit 26 days before it actually takes place. The Today Show with Hoda and Jenna are coming back to New Orleans, May 1st. We are so excited to bring them back to New Orleans. And this morning on the Today Show, they announced that they won a Peabody Award. So now we're bringing a Peabody Award-winning show back to New Orleans. We are so excited. We can't wait to see you in New Orleans on May 1st. Whether it's stated or not, the hype around this visit is because of Hoda coming back to a place where she is forever welcomed. By now, she's been in the spotlight for years. But to many locals, she's still the person who used to give them their news in New Orleans. I'm curious, especially for a person of your profile at this point, how manageable, like, is it more manageable to be here, to be Hoda in New Orleans than anywhere else? Because I don't think, and I, this is making a big assumption, I don't think the people here are enamored with your celebrity. They're just no, no, in, interested no. in you. They want to know you. I think... Yeah, I think that's, I think New Orleans is the place that, like, you feel like, just like you live down the street from everybody. It's not about, you know, can I take a picture? It's not that kind of stuff. It's different. How you doing? Tell me about your baby. How is she? You know, it's real questions. It's real stuff. It's the way you, it's the way I am with my friends. 
and that's how I feel when I'm in New Orleans. It's not about being, you know, on whatever show someone's on. I mean, there are plenty of people who fall in love with New Orleans who may be celebrities in, in, in their lives, but when they come to New Orleans, they're home. And that's how I feel. Like, I don't, I feel like I still live on the corner of Charters and Governor Nichols and I'm still going across on door. And I'm still saying, hey, to the whoever's coming out of their house at that hour, just coming home from a night out. I feel like it's my neighborhood. It's not, it's not, you know, the city. It's just my place. It's my special place. So when you're here now and you're able to kind of sink your teeth back into New Orleans, like, what do you do? Like when you're away from the cameras and stuff, like, I guess people are, this I is do. the paparazzi I mean, part. I usually, when I, when I come, I go with Karen and I usually do a hang. If I'm not, like the work thing obviously will be a different kind of trip, but it will still be all the things I love. But for Karen and I, we usually go tool around the corner, have some drinks, listen to some music. We'll go to the lakefront. We'll go for a run or a walk on the lake. Sometimes we'll go get crawfish and just sit and hang out and talk. Um, we just, or we go back to the places where we used to just walk. We just walk and soak it all in. And I brought my girls a few times, and it's been really special. I keep telling them, like, this is the place you're going to love forever. You know, and they went to the St. Patrick's Day Parade um, last year, and I still remember my, my daughter goes, well, she, look what I got. And she's holding up a pair of underwear. And I was like in hysterics. <laughs> I was like, just they're throwing undies. And they were like laughing. And I thought to myself, isn't this freaking amazing? Watching your daughters fall in love at the place that you're in love with. And so, you know, we do the same. We go like we, we, we often grab a meal at Commander somewhere good, especially if we're celebrating you know, we get crawfish, we go to Pascal Manales, we go, we go all over, wherever. Sometimes I'm like, Karen, you pick. Uh, there's just something about walking your streets, soaking it in, getting a coffee, slowing down, really. I mean, slowing down is the big part. Um, New Orleans taught me that, like, slowing down is cool. How important is that in your life right now to slow down? Because I'd imagine your, your schedule is nonstop. I'm really working on that because I feel like I feel like sometimes I'm looking for the end. I'm looking like as soon as that project, as soon as I can get through this piece and all that, New Orleans always reminded me, like, just kind of be here now. And here we are. We're here. We're listening to this song, having this cold drink and this dance, with sweat dripping down our back at this moment. Like this is what this is what's happening right now. Not what you have to worry about ahead, not what's behind you, not what's next, you know. And I think a lot of times when you're when you're raised, you're taught, you, you know, you have to have security and you have to be safe. You know, get this job so you can be secure. Do this so you can be safe. Safety and security are the two things that are kind of drilled into you. You don't want to be without. Uh-oh, uh-oh. New Orleans kind of reminds you that your spirit is important too. You know, the part of you that loves to dance and laugh and write, do art, you know, all those kinds of things. Like that's, those are important parts of you that should be, um, should be, you know, should see the light of day. And I think it, the city always reminds me of that. It's like the kind of place where you actually are who you truly are. You know, you're not, you don't have to put on airs. You don't have to impress this one or that one. Just be you. Wave your freak flag, man. You know, nothing lasts forever. Like where do you see yourself beyond where you are now? 
Like, how does New Orleans fit um, into that? I I see myself. Well, New Orleans is always going to be a place for me. Like, my kids will know the city. Um, you know, whether we find a place to kind of hang our hats there, which I would like to do. Um, but it'll always be our city, no question. But down the road, like beyond these jobs, like what do I see? Um, I've always wanted to open a summer camp for, for, for girls, like, you know, young girls who can grow into incredible human beings and need a place to kind of get that foundation. Um, and I've always thought about that. So I want to do that. And I also want to open a kind of women's empowerment center, like where women can go for long weekends and have great speakers and incredible, just, just everything's about motivation and finding your voice and get, you know, if you want to start a new business, let's, let's figure it out. If you want to do this, bring in the best of that. If you need finance help, let's bring in Susie Orman. Let's make it a three-day thing. Like, I imagine something big and beautiful where people can come and grow into, like, the people, the person they want to be. And also, not just, you know, for people who, not everyone can afford to go to those places. So, to make it really affordable, you know, to have scholarships, to have places for people to come and learn things so they can apply it in their lives. Um, so that's really what I would want to do after. I feel like we learn a lot in these jobs. We learn a lot about human nature and people. And there's only so long you can stand there on the side and explain what everyone's doing. I mean, pretty soon you got to get in there and say, like, what I could help. Like, what can I do to help? This could be helpful. This could help some kids. This could help some women. So I think that's probably my next, my next thing. At the core of this ongoing love affair Hoda has with New Orleans are the relationships she's maintained with its people. People like Gail Guidry, who was the first person to hug her and ask her when she stepped off the plane at the old airport. Is your name Hoda? She's like, oh yeah. She says, I'm Gail. She like wrapped me in her arms. Of course, there's Karen Swenson, a ride-or-die partner who has always been sitting shotgun. And then there are the people she met through a career that could have left her cynical, but instead they left her nostalgic. Sheriff Harry Lee, you know, God rest his soul, he was like, he, I still remember he took me to, to uh, lunch when I was leaving New Orleans. And in the middle of this restaurant, he starts singing a cappella, Do You Know What It Means to Miss New Orleans? And I'm just <laughs> looking at him singing all by himself in this restaurant, looking me in the eye. It was like the city is like one character after another. It's a safe bet she'll see a lot of those characters when she comes home to New Orleans. For WWL Radio, I'm Tan Trung.